Hi, everybody. It's Rock and John. Now hear this. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Red.
red skin like leather and the diamond hard look of a cobra. I was born blue and weather, but I burst just like a supernova. I could walk like Brando right into the sun, dance just like a Casanova. With my blackjack and jacket and hat slick sweet, silver star studs on my duds like a Harley in heat. When I strut down the street, I could feel its heartbeat. Back said, don't that man look pretty The cripple on the corner cried out Nichols, will you pity Them gasoline boys downtown shorts are gritty It's so hard to be a saint in the city I was the king of the island Mama, I could talk some trash I was the prince of the paupers Crowned downtown at the beggar's bash Made prop, but I kept everything cool Just a black street gambler with a luck to lose And when the heat came down and it was left on the ground Devil appeared like Jesus through the steaming street Showing me a hand I knew even the cops couldn't beat I felt this hot breath on my neck as I dove into the heat It's so hard to be a saint when you're just a boy out on the street And the sages of the subway sit just like the living dead As the tracks clack out the rhythm, their eyes fixed straight ahead They ride the line of balance and hold on by just a thread But it's too hot in these tunnels, you can get hit up by the heat You get up to get out, it's the next stop But they push you back down in your seat, your heart starts On the corner crowd out nickels for your pity Them downtown boys, they sure talk gritty It's so hard to be a saint in the city I had this idea, and the idea was to look at our iPods and see which songs we've actually played the most. And I asked Rock to look at his, I looked at mine. In this particular, now hear this, each of us will play you top five songs that we've done in our iPod. Oddly enough, perhaps the number one song I played was Hello, I'm Mr. Ed, because I just thought it was so funny and a great way to start something off. Another one of my top songs was Walking One and Only by Dan Hicks and Hot Licks. I just love the way it swings. And then it was Can't Buy Me Love by Paul McCartney. Well, which is not one of the top songs, but what a great rendition. I remember going to see McCartney at the Ed Sullivan Theater a couple of decades ago. Mm -hmm. And they played this version. And I thought, oh, it's going to be on the radio. I'm going to get it. It didn't get played on the radio. And I finally found a, a version of it in a rehearsal tape. And I just think it's perfect. 
It's very good. I really like it. And then If Love Was a Train. Oh, that's another one of my top fivers. I guess my top fives have a tendency to shuffle and, and have a tendency to swing. And I know when I put my iPod on shuffle, I get the same songs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is Michelle Shock, and this is one of those songs that I love to play for people who are not familiar with her. They don't know the song. It feels good. The lyric is great. And everything about it is just right in terms of what I think a perfect shuffle would be. After that, I have another one of my sort of joke songs. And uh, from the doors, Poor Otis Dead and Gone. And that goes into Hard to Be a Saint in the City. I played that because I read the Springsteen bio. The autobiography? The autobiography that came out. Uh And... That was the song that got him signed. You know, what was the song that did it? Oh, I didn't know that. It was that song. I did not yeah. know that. Now, he, and he was signed by John Hammond. Yep. 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 Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, and the next segment, which is going to be four songs, begins with uh, a song I'd forgotten about. Randy Newman is one of my favorite singer-songwriters, I mean, since forever. And uh, this song comes off his, at the time, very popular album called Trouble in Paradise. It wasn't the one with short people, but it had... Um, L.A.? Uh, yeah, I love L.A. Mm-hmm. I love L.A. was the, the big single. I will say that that album, which came out in early 1983, is the most dated sounding of all of uh, Randy's albums because he it was produced with those synthesizers and all that that really took over in 83. They don't it doesn't ruin it or anything, but you know it's not straight Randy. Anyway, this song is called "I'm Different" and it's uh, by Randy Newman off his album "Trouble in Paris." Just listen to it. Also, is Linda Ronstadt doing all the background? Vocals? I think she is. I think is that... Linda Ronstadt does do the background mm-hmm. vocals, which are also the lyrics, as usual with Randy, are well, they're just amazing. <laughs> Next song is by uh, Manfred Mann's Earth Band, and it was recorded before they had their great big hit. I don't know if anybody knows this, but Manfred Mann was really into Bruce Springsteen's writing before Bruce Springsteen had done Born to Run and, you know, really hit the big time. Anyway, this came out in 1975. It was the the last album by the original Manfred Mann's Earth Band Quartet. And the album is a wonderful album called Nightingales and Bombers. Although this song isn't written by uh, Bruce Springsteen, I think it's a band original. It's called Time is Right. It's just a very good song. That's followed by a, an outtake from uh, one of Rod Stewart's uh, Muscle Shoals albums from the mid-70s. And it's called To Love Somebody, the Bee Gees song. And it's really, it's loose, it's good. You can tell there are no overdubs. And I believe it was uh, legendary Motown drummer Al Jackson's final performance before he passed away. And that is followed with a Fight Test by the Flaming Lips, which is, in fact, my number one played iTunes song, which is hard for me to believe because I don't think I've played it in like a couple of years. But anyway, I've played it a number of times. This is the song that they had a pretty big hit with off Yoshimi and the Battles the Pink Robots, which came out in 2002. A Fight Test uh, is also notable because they ended up having to give Cat Stevens a co-writing credit because the uh, melody apparently sounded so much like Cat Stevens' father and son, they, you know, they got sued and it they does. lost. It sounds like <laughs> Not the savior. I'm different. That's how it goes. Ain't gonna play your goddamn game. Got a different way of walking. I got a different kind of smile. I got a different way of talking. Drives the women kind of wild. Yeah, who knows it? Some 
not the same yet. He's different. That's how it goes. He's not gonna play your gosh darn game. I ain't saying I'm better than you are, but maybe I am. I only know that when I look in the mirror, I like the man. We like the man. I'm different, and I don't care who knows it. Something about me is not the same, yeah. I'm different, that's how it goes. Ain't gonna play your goddamn game. When I walk down the street in the morning, bluebirds are singing in the tall old tree. They sing a little song for the people, they sing a little song for me. Thanks, fellas. He's different, and you don't care who knows it. Something about him, not the same. He's different, that's how it goes. And he's not gonna play your gosh darn game. I'm different, and don't care who knows it. Something about him, not the same. same yet. I'm different, and that's how it goes. Play no boss man's game.
place to run Ain't no hiding from that sun your soul Just no place to run and hide Time is right for quitting Time, 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 time
I guess the next segment begins with a great demo of Stephen Stills doing Love the One You're With. I think that's an f- interesting song because everybody would bet that it's a Crosby, Stills, and Nash song, but it's really from Stephen Stills' first solo first record. Song. And I believe Jimi Hendrix plays on it. I have he yet plays to on pick... the album, not on that song. Not on that song. Okay. He, play, he does play on the album. But because if you, if you look at the credits for the album version of Love the One You're With, there were a lot of overdubs. Let's just put it that way. I mean, people, there's everybody in the world. But now. not Jimi Hendrix on that okay. one. Okay. Anyway, it was a great demo. You can hear the whole song in there, but you can also hear the vitality and the freshness of, you know, the, the birth of a song. The next song is from John Fogarty's first official solo album in 1975, which was eponymously titled, although he refers to it as the Shep album because he's sitting on a log and his dog Shep is sitting in front of him. Um, what's interesting is this song's called Traveling High. John uh, Fogarty played every instrument on this album, including the saxophones, and they're good. The sax sections are good. What's funny is he doesn't acknowledge this album. It's out of print, and he just won't acknowledge it at all. He, he made another record after that that was not released that he claims he's destroyed the tapes of, and he didn't make another record for another 10 years after that. Very interesting. And I followed that with a song by uh, Fish. The album that they did in 2004, right before they broke up. I mean, they got back together five years later, but broke up for good. And it's an interesting album produced by Chad Blake called Undermind. And this song is called Two Versions of Me. And it's um, just very unusually catchy and concise for Fish in the studio. The next song was one of my top five played on the iPod. Jimi Hendrix Experience, Up From The Skies. It's a two-chord vamp. Again, it swings like a mother. Feels great. And when I listen to it now, I'm really struck with the wonderful drumming of Mitch Mitchell and how loose and creative and inventive he was during this whole, I guess the whole period with the Jimi Hendrix experience. But certainly on this song, and I would say this was my favorite Jimi Hendrix studio album, uh, Access Boulder's Love. After uh, Jimi Hendrix experience broke up or he moved mm-hmm. on, Mitch Mitchell came back for some sessions, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He, he came back after Buddy live. Miles. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting, those recordings, which would later come out posthumously, mm-hmm. the drum parts were never as interesting as they were for the first three studio oh, records. Absolutely. And I don't know if you are aware of this or not, but those albums that came out posthumously beginning in the mid-1970s mm-hmm. with Crash Landing, which, by the way, is a personal favorite, they replaced all the musicians except for Jimmy yeah. on tapes. Yeah. They redid yeah. Yeah. So that's why it was. Crazy, crazy stuff. <laughs> and then the final song is an unusual one, for me anyway, if I play Grateful Dead-related things. This came out just recently, and it's uh, called Garcia Live, Volume 8. And it was recorded November 23rd, 1991. And it's his version, Jerry Garcia Band's version of Cats Under the Stars. Why I say it's unusual is because, in my opinion, by the mid-80s, Jerry Garcia had begun his slow physical descent, which very much affected his vocals. So I'm not a big fan, generally speaking, of his latter-day vocals, although many people found them very soulful. Okay. What, the song that they're doing here is Cats Under the Stars, the title track of the, his 1978 solo album. It is actually very soulful. But what's really amazing about this, and I'm not a guitar solo kind of guy, is Jerry Garcia's solo in this song. His guitar solo in this song is just majestic. It begins as though it's a conversation he's having, and it slowly becomes more and more unhinged, which was unlike him. I mean, it builds and it just starts going in all kinds of directions, but it's beautiful. Yet he keeps coming back to the same, well, I don't know what the term is, John, the same, when, the, when a song gets to a point and it, it comes to a very 
Well, what happens is the chord progression keeps repeating, and it gets to the end, and there's a finality, and it starts over. Right. And when he's playing his solo, he acknowledges that finality every and starts time. over. Even when it's like going crazy, he acknowledges it every time, which has to be somewhat of a feat. And when we were first listening to this, I remember, John, you saying like, wow, he's going all over the neck or something. I'm paraphrasing. He's going all over the neck because he only has a certain amount of choices to play on this. And he's using them all and they're not easy to get to. So I found that very interesting. And maybe that's one of the reasons I liked it so much. This is really a fun game.
since it's fall Eight eons of sand Seven oceans began See ya. 
thanks from all of us.
Thanks again from all of us. That's what we're talking about.